Jamal had a B-Day. Oh, yeah. 25 gallons of cum up me bum. 25 <laughs> gallons of cum. How I shit it? one out into your mouth. And now there's not as many gallons of cum up me bum. It was good. I, um... Uh, it was it was real chill. I, I, uh, as the COVID birthdays tend to be. Yeah, they tend to be a little low key. I read. I've been reading a book. I saw that you have been reading a book on Goodreads, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. damn, Jamal's making some serious progress on a classic." What is it? Well, we can get into it. Read, fellas. R e a d. I haven't finished it. I'm about um a hundred and thirty or so pages out. I really wanted to get it done. It's a long one. It's a long game. It is. I've been reading it since last week. That's why I, the last book I brought up on, on Read Fellas was um, a real short book because I wanted to be able to time it so I could bust that out and then start this book and then have it finished by this pod. I didn't make it. <laughs> I'm a little upset. That's all right. But I can talk about it anyways because it's just the last uh, I'm going to be doing so the pages. same thing. And I can foreshadow that I will not be ready to talk about a book next week because the book that I'm about to undertake is very long. But but yeah, go ahead. It's your birthday. Um, We'll go on your time. (laughs) Read R-E-A-D. Go ahead. R-E-A-D. Yeah, so I've I've been reading, and I'm almost done with, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. How is it? I got to say, I love it. It is so good. It's it's one of my favorite books that I've read since I've picked up the habit. Nice. It's a classic Rave for a reason. Reviews from Jamal on East of Eden. Yeah, I recommend it. the The characters are great. The way they evolve and change over time it takes place over the course of a long time. And one character in particular, Samuel. I just have so much love in my heart for Samuel. What a what a man. So I really recommend this book. I'd be really uh, curious. Again, I haven't finished it, so the ending might be dog shit. But uh, <laughs> but you've enjoyed but, the ride. Yeah. But at least at least the first what four hundred and seventy pages are pretty fucking solid. So. I gotta say, I'm I'm surprised to hear this. First of all, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that you, you for I can hear the joy in your voice, and I'm just surprised that uh, it would touch you so much. I have no idea what East of Eden. I've never read it. Yeah, I almost don't want you to tell me anything about it yeah. at this point. I won't. I won't tell you anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. Okay, cool. And uh, I've heard there is a movie, and I heard the movie's good. The movie's but a I classic. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know there was I'm a like, movie. Before I see the movie, uh, I have the book. And I since I'm in this unique position, to, to have, have I haven't seen the classic, you know? I, think, I haven't seen I think the, the movie is, a, is an Oscar winner. Oh, I oh, was wow. unaware that there well, was a movie. I'm super down to watch the movie after I finish the book, though. Word up. I can't imagine the movie yeah. being better, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I'm sure it's a good movie, but... Oh, yeah, no, probably not. I'm not gonna probably not going to wa- watch it and be like, man, that if took it to new heights. I feel like that's rare, but... Yeah, especially if it's a long, longer book. Yeah, I'm like, like how are you going to fit that they into... They forgot all a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Which yeah. forgot is a funny word in this. It's like, no, these were choices that were made. They never read it. For time. <laughs> <laughs> they so, just read uh, the Spark yeah. notes. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's 
it's been a joy even though i've been trying to power through it like trying to get it done so i could have it done for this pod it hasn't affected my enjoyment of it um i I really like having this segment on the pod because it really has given me all the more reason to to try and bust out more reading uh, with definitely i'm fucking stoked i always you know I'm very used to the movie realm where if somebody recommends a movie, it's it's very rare that I probably haven't seen that movie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if it's like a super fucking good movie <laughs> that, that, that I haven't yeah. seen. There's not many of those out there, I feel. Uh, but with books, there's obviously a shit ton. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only read yeah. so many. And so it excites me when I hear a, a, uh, a five-star review. Yeah, again, haven't finished it. All right, we're on the the home stretch. The five star th- first three quarters. Yeah, and I would say it'd be really hard for me to think of something that he could. The, the <laughs> next hundred pages could be shit, and I mean it doesn't. It wouldn't take away from the enjoyment I've had. Of course, of, yeah, at all. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like, well, that way it wasn't even worth it. It's like, no, this journey has been really good. I really have enjoyed these characters. Do you find so. it that you would rather have an ending? Like at this point, sometimes when I'm reading a book, it's like I think it's so good that I just kind of want them to stick the landing. Like I don't want them to like blow my hair back. I just want them to sort of like bring the plane in for a nice safe landing. I was just going to use that analogy. So that way I can like safely recommend it and be like, it doesn't fucking blow up. It's not like crazy ending or whatever, but it is. Mm -hmm. It does wrap up nicely. A lot of times I feel that way. Yeah. But- Sometimes I do wish, like, okay, this has been going a certain way this far. I want them to really tear my nutsack off for the end, you know? Like, I want there to be, like, some sort of, like, <laughs> now all of a sudden there's, like, a weird fucking incest scene or like some, oh some, some weird, like, off-the-wall right, right, right. bullshit. Where you're like, what? There has been moments where I, during reading it, where I've, my mind has, so I think subconsciously I am maybe looking for that, where, like, something will happen and my mind will go to, like, are they going to fuck right now? And it's like, <laughs> or something like that. And that would definitely like put a whole, throw a whole wrench into the, you know, the whole family sort of like those kinds of, yeah, and then yeah. that doesn't happen. So I guess so maybe subconsciously I do want that. And, and, I, and I don't want it because that's what I want to read, but I want, sometimes I no. want that because I picture all the other people reading it being very upset by it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And also knowing that like, I mean, the thoughts that I'm having aren't—they're not like sci-fi thoughts on, on a non-sci-fi book, or if that makes sense. Like, they're not like the thought. Like, the things I'm picturing is like this is a plausible thing that could happen. It would definitely be taboo and weird as fuck and very damaging for these characters or whatever. But it's not like an unheard of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Someone pulls their dick out, and then it's—it just gets right, weird. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's something like that still could happen, and it's not—not not that they're hasn't been strange things that haven't happened in this book already or whatever, but no, I guess maybe I do find myself, but I, I do, of course I don't want the next hundred or so pages to be dog shit, but it's the kind of book where there's a lot of characters and a lot has already happened where it's like, it's hard for me to imagine an ending to it. If that makes sense. Like, I don't yeah. know how it's going to end at all. It's like ant kind in that way. <laughs> yeah, it just is. It's just it is a story. It it isn't. I don't know. It, every all these characters are evolving. It's super rare. I feel to have that feeling about a book where it's like you're getting near the end and so much has already happened and you're feeling like 
there's no way this is going to end in some sort of wrapped like up ending fashion. kind of way. Yeah. 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 And I feel that way about so many things. But when it does, I can't think of an example like when that really happens. Like mm-hmm. something where I really felt like it wasn't going to be a good ending and then it turned out like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, right. It worked. I can't think of one like that off the top of my head, but yeah, I can think of plenty of anti-examples of like Lost being like, there's no right. way they're going to be able to end this and they and they don't. Right. What, yeah. Wow, <laughs> biggest disappointment <laughs> but ever. Cop out. But even yeah. like Ant Kind, like I'm like, there's no way he's yeah. going to like end this in like a fucking like holy crap that's cool way it's it's it there's an right. ending and it's very much like okay <laughs> but it's it's yeah. not like yeah the ending in ant kind is almost like and this does i don't think this gives anything away but it's just like i imagine he's like i've been writing this for seven years <laughs> it's time to give it an ending <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah charlie's like i've been on this ride <laughs> for long enough it's time to just sort of put a fucking ending on it but you definitely didn't have the ending in mind from the beginning i would imagine i would imagine not yeah no but yeah i read a book called recursion yes i bought this one how was it Hmm. before i get into my thoughts about the book let me just go ahead and god is real real quick okay oh and it's more like a god is itty bitty but (laughs) together he's big yeah Ant kind. There's lots of little things in this book where I'm like, holy fuck. Any one of them, it's like no big D. But since there's so many of these things, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. So one, the first thing is there's a character named John Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, just my first name. Okay. Is his last. Right. Then there's another uh, character's name named Reed King. Okay. First name Reed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, you got my last and first Swaparuskied. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anchorage, Alaska is a city that that one of the main characters hides out in for a while. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Then they hide out together, the two main characters, in Lakewood, Colorado. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Whoa. In a red brick building. What? For a time. The... Then they also hide out, this isn't as big of a deal, but they also hide out in Antarctica for a long time at one point. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Just all these little elements from like, That's holy shit. That's creepy. That are very uh, that mirrored. That is super creeps. Yeah. But anyways, creeps going creeps. to the book itself. Well, there's another character now. I just want to throw this out there. Do you guys know what the female version of Timothy would be? What's your guess on that? Timothina. Uh, t- Timaline. Timoth- what did you, you say, Marty? Timothina. And you said Timaline? <laughs> Tim- Timaline, like Coraline. Okay, well, there's a character's name in here who's a female, and her name is Timony. Oh. Like T.I. money. <laughs> like I'm a known drug dealer. I always have 50s. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> God, I, I love you. I'm a I've, known drug dealer. I always have 50s. T.I. money. Timony. I just never seen that name before. And I was like, is that the female t- Timothy? That's yeah. Of... Well, I mean, you have an Aunt <laughs> Tim, so it's really confusing. Right. Like Tim is the female too. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what if we found out that Tim was short for Timony? <laughs> <laughs> I would be happy. Yeah. Although it's weird. I mean, I don't think it's short for anything. I mean, it's just Tim. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. I don't think her full name is Timothy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I this is something that I would have asked immediately if I was a member of your family. Um, why? It's just because. It's just because. There's cause. a story And also there. growing up, growing up in our family, though, I mean, 
there's a lot of names, you know, that are a little, uh, maybe a little mismatch, one, one might say, myself included. Yeah, we'd spend the rest of our lives questioning why. Yeah. No, like you just sort of grow up and it, you don't really think about it until yeah. you meet other people and they're like, what the fuck? I guess. No, I'm telling you that's the fa- that's the fact of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is our experience. Okay. Don't yell at me. <laughs> well, don't don't be passive towards me. <laughs> Jamal is feisty towards me today. <laughs> well, this actually all started. Let's give the listeners, let's be straight up with the listeners, okay? Okay. We all played Boggle over Zoom earlier. <laughs> we did. We showed in. I had maybe three words left on my list. And Morgan goes through her list. Immediately, she says one that's on my list. I say, I got two words left. And I start crossing out the letter. And, and then I say, I, I have it. Or, yeah, no, I have it, whatever. And then Morgan says, okay, could you please be more clear? <laughs> <laughs> I was just bucking when... around with you. No, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> But also in Morgan's defense, I mean, you guys were breaking up so bad that yeah, it just became, no, it got to sure. the point where it's like, just like, give us like a clear yes or no if you have this yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I was trying no, to be it did, funny. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. But I just thought if there was an origin for my feistiness, that is where I would point okay. to it. Okay. All right. I'm I, saying it's your I can fault. You it's that. not my fault. I agree. Okay. Well, let's all put it behind us and let's have a great show. Let's squash it. Let's squash it. Who Water. won Boggle, by the way? Oh. Oh, starting up a little bit of new beef. That's <laughs> delicious. Morgan dominated. Thank you. Yeah, she fucking killed it. All right. Anyways, recursion. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it has a very interesting first half, I'd say. Okay. Like, it intrigued me. Aside from the characters... I'd say the first half was actually really good. Um, the characters in general were very bad. Not, I, I mean, not well. Ri- they're just very like plainly written. Like they weren't interesting, right? So I just don't. It's just you have no opinion, almost. Yeah, they didn't grab me. Like, oh, I just want to enjoy this person's ride. It was more like I was very intrigued by just the sci-fi nature of what was happening in the, the book, plot. the conceptualness of it that that was what gripped me. Okay. And it goes places and it, and it unravels and, and new things happen, at least for the first half of the book. And then uh, it takes a little bit of a turn. Things get a little bit more outrageous and not really in a good way. There's a lot of like over-explanation. I hate that. And characters realize things like whole pages after I, as the reader, realize them. And it's like, these are like the sm- smartest people. Like in this book, they're very smart. Yeah. And they're like realizing it so late. And you could tell it's just the author's way of like tiptoeing it for the reader. Like you understand. So basically, there's a time travel el- element in this book. Mm-hmm. And the way it happens is very unique. And it was interesting. But he will not give the readers credit to understand how it works. Yeah. And so he's re-explaining it at so many stages in the book and like even the characters are trying to figure out like how it's how everything's working and he doesn't need to do it it's like i get it like we understand how the mechanic here works yeah and he keeps fucking explaining it (laughs) (laughs) all right man (laughs) to me it's like this book could have been edited down to about 250 page wise it's about 330 if you just cut out all the fucking retread but it is recursion i guess (laughs) the ending it gets really sappy 
mm. like so, uh, sappy, <laughs> you know, like very much like about love and one character in particular spends years and years and years having to travel through time and stuff. So it's like the, he gets really deep into the emotion of what that does and to mm. having to see the one you love die and all this stuff. So it's just like, it gets super sappy in a way where I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things with the mechanic of the time travel that all was cool in the first half. But in the second half, I was having a lot of like, why the fuck don't you just do this mm. moments? Mm. Like I was coming up with better plans than I felt the characters were. Yeah. That's kind of frustrating where it's like, dude, like you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Assuming that I understand the concept well, which I'm pretty sure I got because he explained <laughs> it so many times. Right. We covered that. There's so many points where I'm like, you guys are fucking retarded in the book. Like yeah. you could have done something so like, why didn't you just do this? And they don't, they don't explain it. They just, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And what's even more frustrating is the uh, final solution that like fixes everything in the end mm -hmm. was something that was very, very early on in the book, they said was impossible. Oh my. And then they, no. they end up doing it so easily. Like yeah. I can, I, I can grant it if it was like, oh, something changed and they had to like, find a special way to jigger it to work or whatever sure. but they don't like he, he they just do it and it works out fine yeah without explaining anything of, of the book it, it's just so like what yeah I, I know what you mean saying something's impossible and then just doing it that's like the same as being like it was all a dream yeah like none of it mattered right it's the same kind of fucking thing it's the most frustrating because i as the reader am trying to figure out how this thing is going to wrap up yeah. You know, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. They've, and they've already stated right, this, this thing is, is off impossible. the table. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm trying to right. work with the rules here. And I'm like, how is he yeah. going to fucking paint himself out of this corner? And he just breaks yeah, it's one cheap. of the rules. It's cheap. And I'm like, yeah, I could have come up with that if, if the rules don't matter. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, no, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. I don't like so, that. So, but other than that, I mean, <laughs> I will say that the concept is fun and i am a time travel queef I, I like i like time travel shit so yeah i read that's it it's called recursion it's not great but it's not terrible <laughs> all right solid all right i got a story <laughs> all right okay so last okay. week was it last week that we talked about going to buy a nightstand or a side table yeah I yeah i think so. it was yeah so and we, and we ran into Cindy Lou Who. Yep. And uh, do you hear the printer? So <laughs> in the mail, like fucking three days ago, I get a, a thank you card. Okay. So, uh, you know, I knew immediately what it was. I went to go check the mail and the furniture store name was in the, you know, was who it was from. Yeah. And it was addressed to you. And I was like, oh my God, Cindy Lou Who is going to ask us to hang out is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then I excitedly, I actually didn't see the, the furniture store's name in the thing. I just opened it because it was addressed to me. Yeah. And then I open it and it says, from Cindy Youngblood. Yeah. No fucking way. Youngblood. Because this chick's fucking maiden. <laughs> <laughs> it says, thank Holy you. shit. And then the card folds open. Completely blank inside. <laughs> okay. So just Cindy Youngblood, thank you. 
I'm like, okay. What a just a paper. random. Just no message. Thank you. Maybe she was like just staying up all night trying to think of what to say and how to ask us right. to hang out. And she's just like, fuck it, whatever. But I'm still sending it. I just oh my send God. it off. Just I a was thank you. so excited. I was like, you're bestie. You have a card from your best friend right now. Send <laughs> young blood. Young blood. <laughs> just a Fun. super tight last day. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> fucking like two hours ago, she calls. What? <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And I got the voicemail for you right oh, here. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I have not heard this. All right. Here we go. Hi, Jordan. This is Cindy from Furniture Row. Um, I don't know if you were actually planning on closer to the end of January to pick up your nesting tables, but they're here now, so whenever you want to come by, they're they're here ready to be picked up. Um, you're welcome to co- give us a call back, 303. Is that right? 303, I forgot my phone number. Yeah, two and one. And there's probably a little bit of assembly that goes along with those. Just giving you a heads up. Anyway, talk to you soon. Oh <laughs> my god. So Dude. So let's let's break this down. First of all, she says, I don't know yeah. if you're planning on picking this up closer to the end of the month, which <laughs> Why the fuck would I want to do that? I don't know. It's like Maybe it only, coincides with your the, busy schedule, man. The only reason why I would want to do that, like why she would think that it hurt, is because she told me it was coming at the end of the month. Right. Like, yeah. Why the fuck right. would I want to? No, the message should be, hey, your end tables have arrived. Yeah. Like, like she's looking at a yeah. paper like, do not tell him until the end of the month. Right. But they came in. Yeah. She fucking told me they were going to be here until the end of fucking January. She's the one. Yeah. She's like, to be safe. Like I'll I'll say this date or whatever, and it was a very convoluted, like mm-hmm. complicated situation. Where like, yeah, All just right. tell me when they come in. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. And now she's like, and then I don't know. the phone number thing is fabulous. Oh my gosh, forgetting the phone number is great. I love that. <laughs> how are you gonna edit around that just <laughs> to keep her safe? But how, I, <laughs> you're gonna bleep the numbers individually or something? Because you got to keep yeah, that little <laughs> little confusion in there. Yeah, I mean, I told you before the pod that I'll edit it, so fucking, we'll keep her identity safe. No, no, I know, but but I was curious as what your method would be. Uh, yeah, I'll, you will see. Trust me, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It'll be easy okay. as shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh yeah, so that happened. I as soon as I heard that that uh, voice, when when did when was this today? Yeah, it was like five forty-five when I finally listened to it. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna go fucking go get it right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna hit the record button and like see if I can have an interaction with her at the Uh grocery store. Yeah, and (laughs) I fucking look it up. They close at six, so it was too late. Ah. But tomorrow I'm gonna go grab it and. Maybe we'll have Are they open tomorrow? Have, some, have something for us I next week. Hopefully they're open on MLK Day, but yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Can we address the sum assembly required? Like, can, oh, yeah. can you explain <laughs> these nightstands, people? Like, it is literally, it doesn't even have four legs. Like, it's one iron uh, L shape and then a piece of wood on top. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's four screws. Yeah, max. Like it, it could. There's no way that this is even remotely a difficult. Uh, it's like screwing in a light bulb level of right. like. Appreciate effort. the warning, Cindy. Appreciate. Well, the she war- said it when we were in the store. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, too. I don't know. It's like, what the hell? I don't okay. know why. I don't know why she thinks that that might be a deal breaker. I don't know. Doesn't add up. Yeah. She deals with a lot of uppity, yuppity fucking people who are like, it comes installed, all assembled. I don't want to fucking do work. Those fucking high rollers. Yeah, like she doesn't want people to walk in, get handed a box, and then they're like, why is this a box? I didn't yeah. order a box. I ordered a side <laughs> table. <laughs> so also last week, Jamal got us a cool gift. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Laser <laughs> tag. Did you notice that I sent your, when I said happy birthday, I sent it with lasers? Oh, oh I did not connect that. <laughs> nice. That is beautiful. I mean, <laughs> I tried to play and Morgan was not down. So. Okay, let's. God damn it, here's Morgan. Here's the thing. Jordan, Jordan, I love you. You, But like. Kind of the past couple of days, you're like, let's do this, let's do this. It's like, I told you that I wanted to read. <laughs> I told you that I wanted to read, and then you make it sound like I'm the Debbie Downer, but like when you have a plan for the day, that is the plan for the day. And it's upsetting to me when I have a plan for the day, but then you just go ahead and try and change it constantly. No, I think you think that I'm trying to change a plan. You're 100% welcome to do whatever you want. <laughs> I like to put things on your radar. Sure. So it's like, hey, like when you're done, let's play laser yeah, tag. Yeah, I'm in the middle of like a chapter and you're like, do you want to play like laser tag? I'm like, no, I, I don't. No is an acceptable answer. Tag? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It doesn't mean I don't ever want to play laser tag. Obviously, I'm very excited about the gift. I was just annoyed that you were interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reload, by the way. What is that that you're playing? <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking laser tag. That's so funny. So, still to come, <laughs> Biden Morgan's laser tag battles. But... I was going to say, I was like, I didn't get a Snapchat. I asked Jordan to send me a oh. Snapchat of you guys fucking playing. Yeah, yeah, dude. We'll totally play. We've been boggling out. If, if you guys don't know, don't know, like, Boggle is my fucking favorite shit. And when we stop playing, I'm very sad. She could play that 100% of the time all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I think it's super dope that we've been doing it over the over Zoom or whatever. It's fucking, it's dope. Yeah. It's fucking dope. For show, for show. I do also have a, damn, that's some nice tech. Oh, yeah? Ooh. I mean, laser tag aside, because <laughs> damn, that's some nice tech. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up something, and this is going to be out of, left fucking field okay but you guys know about uh door stopper the door stoppers yeah not not like the wedges that stop doors but like the uh (laughs) yes yeah i don't think those exist anymore i mean we have them all over our house yeah okay the springy ones (laughs) well it's funny because like as a kid i feel like they were everywhere but that's because i was fucking with them all the time you know yeah, well, so I wanted to give a shout out, damn, that's some nice tech to this. Okay. Not because of, obviously, you know, they protect your wall from the doorknob going through your wall. Yeah. But I was just wondering, it's almost like a wid-wid too, like, did the guy who invented this, did he have the, did, did he fucking, is this like a bunch of people broke their toes on these things and then he was like, oh, let me make one that gives? <laughs> <laughs> or did he have the foresight to build that on prototype one. 
Mm. Well, I think the purpose of it is that it it's a spring, so that doesn't go through your wall. No, the purpose is so that you don't break your toes. It's so it it's if straight it's, out so it stops the door, but it gives so you can kick it without it breaking your feet. But if it what didn't give, then it would just break. It's a solid thing. It's it's no different than the doorknob. Right, or at least I mean, it's possible he had the foresight without your feet in mind because he would yeah, again, like he he would be thinking Okay, I may stop the doorknob from going through the wall, but what's to stop this from damaging exactly. the door itself? So I do say it's a spring. However, I think you guys are overestimating this spring because the thing doesn't really give in like a spring does. Like it doesn't. Oh, that's true. It doesn't extend. It's already in and sort out. of coiled down. Yeah, it's a tight all coil. The way. It's compressed. Okay. Yeah. The design that's is true. so it gives left and right. Hmm. Not so it gives in. Right. That's true. I don't think you would be able to push it through the wall. <laughs> like Couldn't push him, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dan, that's some nice tech. I know they're annoying when you hit them, but like, I don't know. It is yeah. some nice tech. I, I just thought it, it's cool if the guy thought of it on rendition one to yeah. have that get. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, if a bunch of people broke their feet first and then some guy came out with the better edition. Well, here's the thing is I feel like I've seen ones actually – that are just sticks. Yeah, but like they're just plastic. They're not uh, springs. Yeah, but did those come out first, or are those just cheap? This will do. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Here's another funny thing. Um, when I recorded that sound effect the first time I went to try and record it, I hit the phone with the spring, mm. and here's the sound effect I got. Oh. Isn't that tight? That's dope. Isn't that a cool sound? This is like a drum. Wow. That is sick. That's like a that's like a tom. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Damn, that's some nice tech. That is that damn, that's a nice sample. So I kept that. <laughs> that's going in a track someday for show. <laughs> for sure, that's a sample. It's gonna fly. I have a widwib for you. Yeah. Bring it. Okay. Does the time cursor bar whatever the fuck you call that, does it move right to left in Japan? Time cursor bar. I, I understand. Like what you're when saying. you're streaming, you're watching a movie. Oh. Yeah. And it's keeping track of where you are in the movie. Does it move right to left? I don't know. I would. Go, I'm going to go ahead and say no because America has sort of dominated. Well, right. Stuff like well, that. they have different like uh, VPNs and shit. Like their shit works differently in different countries. Of course, but I'm I'm thinking like when it comes to like media, mm-hmm. like they want to sort of match what America's doing. When you get to like movies, but their books. And, think about their books are all right to left. Yeah, but w- America isn't the trendsetter in in literature though. So that's like they did have what they had, but. Hollywood and all that, and now streaming services, I feel like those are dominating coming out of America. Mm -hmm. And so the system probably works left to right that way. Mm. Mm. Good question, though. Because when they, um, you know, in Japan, when they ask, like, you know, order these pictures, like, from youngest to oldest, they go backwards. Like, they put the old person on the left. Like, say you have pictures of me. Say I'm 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and you have pictures of me at one years old, 15 years old, 30 years old, and 80 years old. And you ask a Japanese person to, hey, order put it. these pictures in order, like, of their life. They start old and go backwards. But if, if you were to ask them, hey, put these. To us. To us. Right. Yeah. Like, 
To them, right to left, left is forward. Yeah, yeah, but right to left is forward motion. Exactly. So, so even if you were to ask them specifically, yeah, put these pictures in order of youngest to oldest. Yes, the oldest will start on, on the, the left. left. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, this is interesting for the stream time bar situation because right, because that because that has to do with time, time elapsing. Correct. Interesting. I think that's the origin of the question. Yes. No, of course. But I'm just saying, like, does America's influence overwrite that naturalness that they would have probably, that, if they invented the it and built it, they probably would have done that naturally. But since, like, if they're using Netflix, does Netflix adapt to? to I don't do think it that? would be hard. And also, probably, like, I mean, definitely not. But. Yeah, I think they do because they're remotes and shit. Probably all like. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, the arrow of time in general, forward is a loose concept. Right, we've established The fact that we go left to right is arbitrary. (laughs) Of course. But right to left does seem odd, but that's just because we're so used to left to right. Right, which is, that's why the only thing I'm saying is the only reason why they would have it left to right is because- Because because we're pioneers of the media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you sure? So, like, I'm trying to picture it, and like to me, when you when you're fast forwarding, the pictures are moving left to right. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you're scrolling through the movie. Right, but you could. Scroll- so, would you have to like? Would the scenes be this way? Do you know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. In- I know what you're saying, but you're you're thinking about it like an American. Okay. Yeah. I I think it's because you're thinking like. If you were doing it backwards, like you have to think of it completely inverse. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole movie is going that way. Right. Right to left. That's odd. That's the way it's going. The scenes are actually that way. Yeah. It's all playing out. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it's almost, you think it's, it's still thinking, I'm still thinking about it wrong. It's like you're giving it one bit of information, one frame at a time. Yeah. Right. Think of them as pictures. And the bar, this the cursor bar, is just moving in a different to direction. the in a different direction, si- signifying the passage of <laughs> okay. this is the next frame, and this is the next frame. That's all that's happening. Right. That's what I thought at first, and then I confused myself more. Yeah. By being yeah. like, does that actually make sense? Yeah. We'll have to fucking dig into this. Maybe Jamal, if you want to actually look up the the true. Can we look it up right now? Yeah, look it up. All right. You piqued my interest. I'm over here thinking about female Timothys. You're over here thinking about time. And <laughs> what what should we call this? I'm over here saying, "Do time cursor bars?" Yeah, just say, "Does the is that?" Yeah, Seek Google knows what you're whatever. trying to, trying to get to. Okay. Move uh, right to left. Mm, okay, I gotta phrase this differently. <laughs> Do like do movies fast forward backwards in Japan or something? You know, I feel like that's kind of the question. No, you yeah. gotta get the, that bar because uh, I mean I just assume that their rewind and fast forward arrows point in opposite direction. Right. Which, if that's the case, then I then it probably is for sure the cursor bar moves backwards. Well, that's what I was saying with their. Rem- I was like their remotes and shit are probably all yeah backwards. Yeah. Wow, yeah, this is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? I feel like I have to, like, 
I don't know how to phrase this. I'd have to have a friend who lives in Japan or has lived in Japan. Actually, I, I have someone I can ask. I'll ask someone. I'll text them now, and maybe they'll respond within the within the pod. <laughs> okay, sounds good. If not, if not, we'll get back to. Interesting. We can move on. Yeah. All right. They have locked us out of Japan info intel. Yeah. Do we have an email? Yes, we do, sir. All right. Let's go to the emails. Here it is. I'd like you all to write down your top three Michael Jackson songs ranked in order. Do not share until the next pod. Compare your lists. Wow. Until the next pod. (laughs) We can do it now. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Top three. Okay. Didn't think about this ahead of time. No. It's going to be hard. Coming up with a third. I don't actually. Hmm. Let me think. I feel like mine are going to be basic. I feel like mine change over time. Mine do too. So this definitely isn't a solid forever list. I think I'll give you three that are are definitely all in probably the top five. You know what I mean? But they float around maybe, but these three are in no particular order. Um, Don't share yet because I haven't gotten mine. I mean, I'm still figuring out the last one. Sort of going back and forth between a few. Okay. Um, All right. I I mean, whatever. I have mine, I guess. Do you have yours, Jamal? Give me just one sec. (sighs) See... This is kind of insane to do. I, I, wow. It's kind of insane it's to do. It's kind of insane. <laughs> because I cannot do this third one. Are we doing Michael Jackson, the child also included? Um, sure. I say yes <laughs> in the sense that. I can't sure. imagine putting that it bur- that it, those break blow the top the three other ones out of the water. <laughs> They're great. Don't get me wrong. But, uh... All right. If you think Michael Jackson needs help from his bros to hit the top three on your list, uh... <laughs> fuck man. Okay, who's you going first? Who's going first? I'll go first. That's part of the fun. He'll make fun of me. Probably not. All we right. Probably have the same list. Number one, PYT. Okay, it's my favorite. Okay. Number two, Billie Jean. I'm a basic right. hoe. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Number three is Rock My World. Rock My World. Wait. You rock my world, you know you did. Isn't that, that's one of his newer ones. That's like a new oh. one. Yeah, it's a, that's the one he did. It's that's like a music the, video in, with Chris Tucker. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, that, I, like, yeah. I love that song, okay. but it is definitely one of yeah. his newer, I'm white, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I used to be obsessed with that. That was, that was my favorite Michael Jackson song when I was a kid. I mean, the production sure. on that song is fucking banging. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, that song is great. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and do my list because it's very similar to yours. Oh. So my number one is Billie Jean. My number two is PYT. Nice. Nice. I think Pretty Young Thing, I mean, it's just so dope. I want to love you. It's such a dope song, and it's not one that I was really into when I, when I was younger. Yeah. And so I think it's almost like feels newer to me because <laughs> I got into it later on in my life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it feels like not a, a child's choice, even though it's Pretty Young Thing. Right, right. Um, <laughs> the third one, I it was a three-way tie for me. <laughs> But I decided to go with Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Oof, nice. 
uh, just because it's fucking, it's dope. What are what were the other ones? It was between that Dirty Diana. I don't even know. That's a good one. You would have to sing that for me to know. Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. I don't no. know if I know what that is. Dirty Diana. No. It's a ball. It's another one that's in that PYT category of I didn't really get into it. Yeah, it's it's dope. I love Dirty Diana. And the other one was Human Nature. Nice. Great song. It's just, it's just, it's got the mood. It's got the mood. I cannot, like, that song. It, when I when I listen to it, I picture Ian singing it. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. There's that <laughs> little sure. bit, little mini cover of Ian and I singing it, and then James pops up <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah, fucking classic. It's a great fucking song, and I want to just yeah. give a mention that I feel like a lot of people's in their top three would be Thriller. It's not my top. I just don't. Yeah. I think Thriller. Gets a lot of love because its music video is so crazy. Yeah, but the song mm-hmm. itself—I mean, it's mediocre. It's fun to do the dance, I guess, to it. But to fucking just put on and listen to—I mean, the fucking corny this ass beautiful thriller. Yeah. Like it's fucking corny, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's corny as shit. So that's a controversial statement that thriller is not as fucking. I completely tight. agree with you. That being said, number my number one is thriller. <laughs> I doubt it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, Jamal, go. Highly anticipated Jamal's list. Number one is Billie Jean. Again, these aren't in any particular order, but if I I think Billie Jean would probably be number one. I actually one. feel like probably. I should have put Billie Jean. I feel like it's a required number one, almost. Well, you feel that way because me and Jordan both did. Yeah, the number one slot's taken. Yeah. Billie Jean is so yeah. just, it's just whatever. It's, 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 it's everyone's It's a perfect favorite. song. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a movement, almost. Billie Jean, <laughs> Rock With You. Rock. The yeah, rock with you is great. Instrumental on rock with you is fucking fire. It's funky. It's fucking yeah. funky. Yeah, it's a fucking it's great a good song. song. It doesn't hit as hard as some of his other ones. That's why I didn't make my top. It's a little lighter, but it's real chill. It is it's a little chill. lighter, but it's, it's got that. It's got that. What I don't even know what instrument that is, but it's got, it's got that. Yeah, if you're in the you know mood for that, oh. if you're in the mood for that, yeah, rock with you definitely is is dope. It's dope. Oh. It's fire, um, and then for number three, I got, I, I got, I put Smooth Criminal. Okay, but I also had follow ups. What took me so long is I also had Rock My World and Dirty Diana. Nice. So that's a, that was yeah. that was fun. That was great, and you didn't make fun of me. I actually yeah. had a very similar list too. I mean, you would have had to said like <laughs> fucking Ben's song or whatever bullshit. Like, yeah, for that's me to true. Because they're all good. You would have had a bit like the Earth song, <laughs> which is like not terrible. It's, that's fucking hilarious you said that because Earth song popped into my head. I was like re- just thinking through his songs, yeah. and I was like, Earth song. It might be one of the funniest answers to this question, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the song or anything, but like if you would putting it in your top three amongst fucking Billy Jean, fucking I don't know. It's I mean, right after the funniest, right after the ones I listed, I mean. Quick follow up. I put Man in the Mirror up there. Yeah. Love Man, Man in, the in the Mirror for sure. Bad is fun, mm-hmm. but I put bad almost with the thriller category where it's like it feels <laughs> yeah. more. It's a little corny. Uh, yeah, a little corny, but he does cool things. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't stop him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Michael Jackson. He has more hits than anybody, you know? Yeah, he's a good yeah. uh, artist. For sure. I also like the way you make me feel. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's that, a great so song. That's a great song. You know song. what? I might, so put that that, I might swap that out, actually. I, I forgot about that one. That might that might take Smooth Criminal out of the running. I had uh, That's what took me, me so great. long between... It was between Rock My World and The Way You Make Me Feel. And I sang both of them quick in my head, and I was like, this is kind of the mood I'm in as Rock My World, but... I they both kind of hold that slot. Hey, for me. pretty baby with the high heels on. About you, I'll be working from nine to five. Oh my god, that's a great song! Yeah, and then after all the ones that we listed, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> You knock me off of my feet. You knock me off of my feet. My lonely days. Lonely. Lonely. Not lonely. My lonely days. My lonely days are gone. That's a dope artistic choice. You got to fill in those syllable gaps. (laughs) Yes. All right. Are we ready to talk about movies? Mm Mm-hmm. Do it. All right. Um, I gave Morgan the list of the five movies that we watched. This is my new assignment, which I have taken on <laughs> with joy. I think five is probably good. Maybe we would do it with four, but any less than that, we'd probably just talk about them. But yeah. once we hit five, it's up it's to Morgan to rank. Nice. Starting with number five. All right. Number five, Apollo 13. Ted <laughs> last Apollo 13. <laughs> this movie is... It's a great story, and I am like, holy fuck. Like, that is incredible. However, this movie is very Disney-ish to me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely of its time, where now it feels like parts of it haven't aged well in the sense it feels very yep. Hollywood-y. Mm-hmm. It's very sure, Ron sure Howard. Coded. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Tom Hanks in almost everything he does. Yeah. So I think he's great in it. I think Bill Paxton is a little over the top. He's definitely too sickly. And yeah. I think in most movies, Bill Paxton is over the top. I'm never blown away <laughs> by Bill Paxton. But I love Kevin Bacon. It and just Ed it's, Harris plays the same character in all the fucking yeah. movies he's in. But. There's just a little mm-hmm. bit too much of like, in your this is your character. Like you're, you don't veer from your character. Oh yeah! I like mean, no, no one has any sort of like nuanced surprise to them. I think uh, Gary Sinise. I love Gary Sinise. He's my favorite in there because he's definitely like you feel bad for him because he got yeah. booted off the mission for no fault of his own, right? And he fucking gets to miss out on the trip, but then gets to come in at the end and, and save, save the him. day. Yeah. So his his arc, I think, is fun. I agree. Gary Sneeze, my favorite part in that movie. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the actual material. I think this, as far as the space movie goes, there, I think there's few that are better than it. Because it's a true story, it gets that huge boost and advantage. Yeah. But I think this is better than First Man, the one with Ryan Gosling. Because that story is just so well-known i guess and straightforward of just yeah we successfully landed on the moon and the the take of oh we're gonna take this movie where it was a failure mm-hmm. but it's the stakes are so much higher because shit's going wrong right and they it's have to a failed figure success it out. as they say and actually talking about it now i feel like it does go up it, it is a number four like but it just 
I've seen it so many times, by the way. Like, yeah. let me just preface that, like, I loved this movie as a kid and I would watch it mm-hmm. all the fucking time. And, like, just upon rewatch 20 years later, I was like, whoa, this feels weird, you know? So, like, yeah. I think I left with that sort of feeling instead of, yeah. I think that's what influenced sure, it, sure. I guess. But, I mean, it's, it is not to say at all that it's terrible. I mean, the, like I said, the story itself is incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah, and just the collaboration is fun. There's no, like, villain. It's all everyone working together. Yeah. People get on each other's nerves, but there's no, <laughs> you know, like, evil guy trying to sabotage right. anything, which is fun. The special effects are great um, for its time. Fucking all practical. I think they did, like, zero-G drops in airplanes to get all those oh, wow. floaty objects shots and stuff so they definitely went all out with the movie itself and uh yeah i enjoy that movie yeah i think it's good so it's a good family movie i think i would put it fourth on my i list. think i would too actually uh, upon rethought but so have you seen it jamal yeah it's been a long time though word i didn't know what to do with this one this one was confusing to me I put Restrepo at number four. Yeah, it's a documentary. It's hard. It's hard to place against the rest. Yeah, and so I was like, you know, it it was incredible footage, right? Like, yeah. holy shit! I don't even know how they let them do that. First of all, let's just say all five of these movies are like thrilling, like intense movies. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. There's That's no, true. There's no dramas on this list. They're all like almost edgier seat, like yeah, holy shit movies. That's the theme. What is it called? Restrepo. I haven't heard of it. It's a documentary that follows, uh, you know, one of the deployments to the something valley. And it's one of the most dangerous uh, posts in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. In the mm. fucking mountains, dude. It's crazy. And it's an actual, like, it's not like them talking about it afterward. There's some of that, obviously. Yeah. They get interviews, but But they're, it's like, all in battle with them. It's mm. all stuff that I would think you would not be allowed to show. Right. Like, classified People shit. are getting killed yeah. and shit. Yeah, you're it's like, like, you're there with these guys, and one of their um, fucking, what do you call them, fellow soldiers <laughs> yeah. gets murdered <laughs> or gets killed in battle. Mm. KIA. Right. And his last name was Restrepo. And they named the base that they build on this hill Restrepo. <sighs> okay. And- Let me also mm. say that these guys, they're do they they have like five to seven gunfights a day. And that is not even to me the most like stressful part. They are literally they have in one, the- like one gunfight a day. But no, that's he said incredibly- five to seven. Oh, I thought that was like a fights a day. No, he said it Maybe more than Maybe it's one once. fight a day from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. No, he said, Every day. He said multiple nice times schedule. a day, f- five to seven a day, because they were like, it's crazy. Like, it's just constant. Yeah. It's by way high factors, the most dangerous area. Yeah. And then, oh, get this. After the, the firing of guns dies down, they are literally with fucking pickaxes break like building from scratch their their fucking post air like their their yeah outpost outpost like unreal levels of labor i was so exhausted even like imagining having to do any part of this scenario 
It was incredible. They built, they're, they're building it between firefights, like, like pickaxing rocks. I can't, it's hard. I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like they have air, like jets fly in and helicopters that like bomb the hillside <laughs> to like sort of give them like reprieve and stuff. But like, it's like crazy. And they're just fucking, I mean, the labor involved is unreal. And then they have to go out and like interview like the townspeople and be like, where are the Taliban at? Where are the Taliban at? Yeah. That, just... So their skills in negotiating are a little weak. Yeah. The captain, he Whoa. is just has no sympathy or anything <laughs> yeah. for the people of these villages. He's like, hey, I don't care. Right. You guys going to help us or not? Yeah. Like he's little... no, no rapport mm-hmm. building. Right. But yeah. I've been pickaxing all day, man. <laughs> Shooting and pickaxing. I got no patience. But yeah, crazy shit. Definitely. Uh, insane i mean if you're down to watch something like that yeah. just see i don't know if there is another documentary that i've seen that's like it as far as just seeing a Agreed. fucking mission yeah like you're just watching real ag- shit i would agree yeah so that's pretty impressive all right number three this is where you're gonna have an issue with me children of men oh three number three i like this movie i don't dislike this all these movies are good Okay. But you fell asleep during this. So I did fall asleep, but then I read. The I, I, well, I was getting tired and I notified you, is what happened. Sure. Um, but we, we started the movie, you thinking gung ho, I'm yep, wide awake. Yep, I can yep, make yep, this yep. thing. Right. Yeah. 20 yep. minutes in was not the case. Correct. <laughs> so it's a good movie. I don't know. I just didn't think, it didn't like, I can tell that you fucking love this movie i think it's a perfect movie i think it's so good (laughs) and i'd love this is why i wanted to discuss because i'd love to hear i feel like i'm i could be convinced i love michael kane michael kane's the best character in the movie he's so good um Mm. what else do i love i love bone is great he's the second greatest and most of the other characters are a little bit lacky lust when it comes to like their performance Mm -hmm. but the intensity of the movie as a whole is so good, and most of the characters don't last very long, so right. it's not like you have to fucking yeah. suffer them. It is very intense. Yeah, it's like, it, I guess towards the end, I just kind of was like, all right, you know? <laughs> like, there's so much weaving in and out of these fucking fights, and it's like, you know she's going to get out. Spoiler. I don't know. <laughs> please like let let it be known that like i wasn't like oh my god this was born it's a great movie but I, I right you're being you're being hypercritical after the fact to justify putting it at slot three yeah right? exactly and yeah. because i can tell by the way jordan is like commenting and looking at me that this is like <laughs> he is so blasphemy. fucking into it blasphemy yeah no it's not blasphemy because mm-hmm. you can have i, I have no quarrel with you having this uh-huh. opinion yeah but i just i can't wait to to give you mine and oh in, i in can't wait to hear it i yes. couldn't disagree more as far as like the length of time it takes for him to get there and the harrowing experience <laughs> of traveling with him to get there is to me i'm never bored i'm like this is so fucking intense and all built by the fact that it's the it's because of the way the movie shot mm-hmm. it's so fucking well, well, first of all, beautiful is the wrong word because it's grimy and dirty and, and no, dystopian. No, it, it is cool, though. It's but like, it's shot so well. Yeah. The look is so cool. 
I mean, it holds up a hundred percent. I mean, it's not that old, but I yeah. this movie will hold up. It holds till up the end rather of time. well. It's fucking gorgeous. They do long shots. The continuous takes. The continuous take shots do a better job of like building suspense and tension than anything that you see in like these fucking fast cut movies. Yeah. It's just like you're just mm-hmm. there and it's the oh my god, oh my god, oh my god of just holy fuck <laughs> and they're not cutting away. And I mean the I mean the fina- the climactic sequence of him going through the fucking blowing up like the whole city coming apart and stuff. Yeah. Like that's not all done in one shot, but there are long takes. Yeah. And those long takes are fucking crazy. And just the coordination. So the entire time I'm watching, I can't parse out the fact that part of my mind is just thinking, this is such a crazy, logistical. Technically incredible. Yeah. To, to shoot this mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I have no idea how you even begin <laughs> to coordinate this. Yeah. There's tanks yeah. blowing up the sides of buildings <laughs> as there are like, so many extras and people yeah. all around. Go, they're going into different buildings, and there's people like it's just like it, the the, the, the fu- directorial power. It's is, insane. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And so I love that. I just love the fucking the way everything unfolds. Where Clive Owen doesn't care at first, but then he ends mm-hmm. up being the guy who has to to fucking care for this chick. I mean, it's fucking an insane ride. And I love this movie. I think it's one of the best of its kind. I can't even think of anything like it. I mean, the premise is already cool enough. You know, you can't make the babies aren't being made anymore. It's dystopian. It takes eight place 18 years after the last baby was born. And the movie starts with a, a sad news story. Baby Diego, the youngest person alive, died at 18 years of age. And it's sort of just the way that they unfold, like the world yeah. is so great. And just the ambiance of all the the billboards and the signage that everything that's just adding to the atmosphere it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't disagree with anything you've said. It's a fucking super good movie. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Jamal, you've seen this, right? Yeah, I saw it semi-recently. I saw it over the summer again for like the fourth or fifth time, but I showed it to Elliot. And Elliot, um, 16, and I was like, hey, we should watch Children of Men. I think that was around the age I saw it. I may have been a little bit older, but I, was, I think it was around the time I saw it. And uh, in the beginning, he was he seemed a little like I think part of it, he was just hamming it up because he was excited or whatever. But he was like almost like it seemed like almost a little too intense for him. <laughs> like he was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like this is this is fucking insane. Um, but by the end of it, he was like, this is probably and again, he's 16. But he was like, that's the fucking craziest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like That was that was fucking ins- amazing. <laughs> I remember having that same kind of feeling when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, this is probably would have been my favorite movie at any point of me watching. I mean, it's so fucking good. Yeah, no, it it's very good. My hypothesis would be why it's at three for Morgan is is that genre of movie isn't ne- or really her cup of tea. Except the genre of this movie is the same genre as all the movies we saw. Intensity. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Apollo thirteen and Children of Men are very different, right? But she likes Children of like. Men more. No, no, no. Th- that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there, there's a difference. And like, Restrepo is a, uh, and I don't know what the next few are, but <laughs> Restrepo is a documentary. You know, there's a, there's a realism there. Um, so like, 
I can see, and again, I'm hypothesizing, and Morgan, feel free right. to well, and once, disagree with uh, me. I, you know, my top two, I have, I have, you know, some discussion about. So okay, yeah, let's let's proceed. Number two, and <laughs> and I have a reason for this. I think because I think you're going to tell me I'm fucking flat out wrong, but I so I put the professional at number two. Why would I think you're flat out wrong for that? Because I would think you'd be like, there's no way that's better than children or men. But let me say. But I already know you think it is because. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I know you it's know coming it's up. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> but you're special. You know what I'm saying? You're the listeners. Sure. You are sure. my stand-in for the listeners. You know what oh, I'm okay. saying? Okay, gotcha. Right, right, right. I've never seen this movie. And I had a lot of uh, pushback against it watching this movie. It took a lot out of me to convince Morgan. I was like. Can we just start watching this? Every time I would put it up, like, you want to watch The Professional? You want to watch The Professional? Yeah. She'd be like, oh, no. no. So finally, it's like, we're watching this. This is a great movie. I was entertained (laughs) from start to finish. Uh, Natalie Portman is eight years old, which I was just not expecting, I guess. (laughs) And they have this weird relationship, but it's so... It's just so good. It's like an odd couple. Yeah. I just loved it. I just thought it was sweet, but intense. And like, it was sweet, gory, you know, action-y. Like, it was all of the things Uh wrapped up into one movie, which I feel like is just hard to hit all the right points on. And I think they did it really well. This is so funny because I assumed while we're even watching it, that I was like, Morgan's probably not digging this. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of scenes in the movie that are kind of cheesy dialogue-wise. Yeah. But, and especially in the beginning. In but the beginning, it starts off a little bit like, is so this a B movie? Right. Like Steven Seagal sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets better. Uh, have you seen it, Jamal? Before I, I don't want to spoil no, it. No, no, I just, I just put it on my list just now. Okay, cool, yeah. The Professional, also known as Leon the Professional. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, I like this movie. I think it's Great. I would prob- probably put it fourth on mm-hmm. my list. I'd probably actually put Apollo 13 last. I actually, did, not I put, I'd put Apollo 13 last. The more that you're talking about them, the more I think my list agrees with you, uh-huh. swapping the children to men, obviously. Right. So I think I would put Apollo 13 last, Restrepo fourth, The Professional third. Okay, so we just, yeah, we just have a swap on the professional. Well, well and, and yeah, you would put children or men. Children or men's one. one for me. Okay. But <laughs> what makes the professional, to me, kind of stand out a little bit? Because there's, you know, the, the dynamic between him and Natalie Portman is great yeah. and weird. Yes. Like it gets Which I kind weird. of like. Yeah, but it's it, odd. Like yeah. you almost are like, oh my God. Like, it, are they going to fuck? Is yeah. this going to be <laughs> sexual? And then they don't you know and you're like oh they but do. she's a trouble kid so she does things that you would almost expect a fucking yeah i think she's she's ten, 12 is she 12 in the movie yeah yeah 12 sounds right so yeah she plays a 12 year old but she starts being like we're lovers and stuff and yeah like all this stuff and Ugh. it gets so yeah that aspect gets real weird but it, it does and it's it very tension works. building and then you're kind of like Sure, I don't know, and then you, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, go for but, it. But 
but yeah, that, but it, it is a. It. No, but it, that's almost its own tension. It's like you, yes. you want them to be like, mm-hmm. come on, like, please don't. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like, eesh. yeah, we, we want them to get along. Right. It's their, their relationship uh, is interesting. And, and just then the backdrop of what's happening is very, I th- think it's funny. You didn't think I liked it. Well, yeah. Well, the backdrop is fun because it's, it's very simple, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty epic. Yeah. And the climax is great, but like, Gary Oldman in this movie. So good. He's so good. I actually almost made you pause it and I was like, I can't like I can't believe this is Gary Oldman. Like I've forgotten every time. You forgot him as a young man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, whoa, dude. He is excellent. He so he kind of steals the show a little bit. And it's funny because at first you kind of don't know which way to go on them, I feel, as far as, like, is this good or is this just fucking out <laughs> over of the, the box? Top. Over yeah. the top. of wacky. And mm-hmm. you end up, I feel like, leaning on the side of, no, this is dope. I think it's mostly due to the fact that some of his dialogue is a little poorly written, but it's because of Gary Oldman's performance that he fucking, he gets a lot of mileage out of these, <laughs> out of these whack lines. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. really stretches, and he just fucking, I mean, he just... He's in he's it. A, he grooves. Yeah. He fucking, like when he takes the pill. Mm-hmm. Every time he takes the pill. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking just cracking out. Oh, no. oh, my God. He's great. So he's great. I mean, I don't want to hype this movie up too much. Because one of those movies I feel like you can hype up. Like, you can yeah. hype this up and you go to watch it. And you're like, I was Holy just fuck. Uh, expecting was so not what this was. Like, yeah. my expectations were very different than what happened when we hit play. Yeah. So I think it. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I, like I hadn't seen it in forever. Like yeah. I saw it a long time ago when I was in high school and I thought it was okay back then, but rewatching it now, I liked it a lot more. I don't know if it was because I was just like over certain things or like not as like, oh, that's really fucked up. But I really felt like, holy shit. In the, in the first time Gary Oldman takes that pill and walks into their apartment. Mm-hmm. Like that scene is fucking disturbing as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like it really it is. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, 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 it shakes you. It does. <laughs> as far as how sociopathic he is. Yeah. It's a little cray. But great movie. I don't want to, again, I don't want to fucking spoil anything since Jamal hasn't seen it, but I will watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you enjoyed it. It I makes did. me happy. I did. Number one, <laughs> The Hurt Locker. Holy fuck. I love this movie. I've seen it once before. Jeremy Renner. Great. I mean, just so great. So sexy. At, so- at certain points, he's almost it's almost like, <laughs> fuck you, with how like just perfectly, cool. perfectly badass he is. He's so fucking <laughs> cool and like badass and just like the shit like you want this person you want to like be friends well you want this person to like you right you know he's the coolest person in the room he's the coolest. he's invincible yeah he's untouchable <laughs> like uh, fearless yeah yeah he's an adrenaline attractive junkie. as fuck yeah this is just wall-to-wall intensity it, just so good I love everything about this movie. I, there's nothing about this movie that I don't like. What about how it gets real long? 
<laughs> what are you talking about? I'm, just try, I'm trying to compare it to children and men. <laughs> there's some similarity. I just love it. You know, there's like the young kid who he's like. That, those are my least favorite scenes. Rookie-ish. And then you've got fucking, what is his name? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, who I don't know. I just Sanborn. Like, yeah, Sanborn. <laughs> I just love their dynamic. And uh, I, just Jeremy Renner is just the shit. I, I don't know what else to say about this movie. It's so good. Yeah. There are certain things about this movie that, like, upon rewatch, I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why do they do that? Like, I think his name's David Moore or David Morse. Do you know the actor I'm talking about, Jamal? David, he's in the no. he's one of the guards in the Green Mile, is how I kind of know him. What's his name again? David is either David Moore or David Morse. He plays a character. I, I don't know if you remember this character in the movie because he he's only in the beginning and mm. then you don't see him again. But I don't know what the purpose of his character is, and maybe he has one. But to me, it felt like, why is he in this movie? Like it kind of took away mm. in the beginning, and then after he's gone, it's like, is he going to come back? What, is he like the, the sergeant is... who's like, how many bombs have you dismantled? Yeah. yeah. So he's in two scenes. The first scene. It's so funny you say that because I felt the same way. I was like, what is like, what are they doing here? But but he's in two scenes where he is so prominent. It's not like he's a psych. It's like you think that he's going to play a bigger role in the movie. Yeah. And then he just doesn't. No, I felt the same way. Because like I... the first thing you see him, like they come across a wounded enemy. Yeah. Afghani or whatever. And the doctor's looking Iraqi. at him. And the doctor's looking at him, he's like, he's like, it's not a fatal wound, I could save him. And then he goes, he's not going to make it. Yeah. He goes like, no, no, I could, I could totally save him. And he goes, he's not going to make it. Right. And so he, he builds this character of like. He's going to be the bad guy. He's ruthless. Like right. He right. doesn't give a fuck about saving the enemy at all. And then the next scene you see him in, um, he's meeting up with Jeremy Renner, who Jeremy Renner just dismantled a crazy fucking bomb. That's who he plays in the movie. He's a bomb tech in, in the movie. And he's like, hey, man, like, were you the guy who dismantled the bomb? He's like, yeah, that was me. He's like, how many bombs have you dismantled? And Jeremy Renner's like, oh, I, I can't. I don't know. He's like, I asked you a question, yeah. soldier. And he goes, 837. Yeah. He goes, whoa, man, that's crazy. And that's I thought he was going to be like. Mad at him. Yeah. That's exactly, how it played. Exactly. Like he was going to be like, don't ever fucking. Because Jeremy Renner is kind of a cowboy. Like you think you're hot shit. Or, uh -huh. you know, I thought that's the direction it was going. Nope. He was just praising. Yeah. He was legitimately stoked on how many bombs he dismantled. I know, it was really weird. It was fuck. It was weird tonally. And I don't know what the point of it was. I think it was just to let the audience know how many bombs he's dismantled. But why have David <laughs> Moore do be like a weird no, guy about it? I, I completely agree. And it's funny that you bring that up because I had the exact same thought the only thought i had was like maybe he's supposed to be like a representation of jeremy renner when he gets older like he's kind of the mm, same yeah. of the same ilk of like i don't know adrenaline junkie just fucking love love to kill kind of people but i don't know he, but I, I don't think jeremy renner loves to kill no but i feel like it's mo maybe like that's where it heads or something yeah. i don't know yeah. It's probably not, but it's just like... He's more of a symbol than he is an actual character. <laughs> yeah, more of a comment. I add, is, really. Yeah, that was very <laughs> yeah. odd. But I could just watch Jeremy Renner in this movie all day, every day. Yep, because it's just like, here's a new situation they're in. And yeah. How, how Jeremy... And I even really love, it's almost an aside of the whole... Uh, Ray Fiennes, the whole Ray Fiennes yeah, scene. Yeah. Ray Fiennes is in this movie for one scene, <laughs> but it's such a crazy, intense. He's another character that doesn't really need to be in the movie, but mm. it's just like, here's a scene, here's a cool situation where they're now trapped 
in the middle of like the desert yeah and there's snipers on them and so they have to sort of wait out these snipers and, and try to pick them off one at a time before they can get in safety and it's long it's a long stretch of the movie yeah but completely different than the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie he's right he's bomb suited up trying to dismantle bombs and this this whole stretch of the movie is a whole sniper scene right <laughs> which is fun to watch it's just weird it's kind of it does build his character a little bit in the sense of like he's mm-hmm. not just want he doesn't just have a death One wish skill. for everybody he he really loves yeah like he really is here to protect them and and, right. and, can and be, have their he can back. be a leader yeah, yeah. And he has something that they don't, which is insane balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like dude. everyone else is getting scared in these situations. He doesn't, he fucking seeks Unfazed. it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he has that advantage. Yeah. God, he is just shit in this movie. Have you seen it, Jamal? I have not seen it. I put it on my list. <gasps> so good. I'd put it at number two. Mm-hmm. Children of Men is the obvious number one. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, that's my list. The Hurt Beautiful. Locker. Very good. Highly recommend. Hell yeah. Oh, was it? Did we talk about this on the pod? How you hate the length of words that is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yep. Nest? You yeah. think it's yeah. yes. six words is too long yes. for a movie title? I thought of four more. Okay. What are they? Before we came up with like the Once Upon a Time titles and like Star Wars, mm-hmm. if you included, and we're like, those don't really count. Come on. Right. Yeah. Like Once Upon a Time is sort of like a gimme. Like the real title comes after it. Star Wars, you can cut that out. Just call it. Empire Strikes Back, everyone knows what you're talking about. Right. But here's four legitimate ones. Okay. 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 The perks of being a wallflower. Does that irk you the same way that yes, one flew over the cuckoo's too nest? too many. Okay, okay. Here, here, here's another one. Yeah. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. That doesn't bother me. There you go. Boom. A six word that slips <sighs> under your radar. Because <laughs> why doesn't that bother me? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I don't know. It I should. don't know. Totally should. Totally. But people call it cloudy. With, people call it cloudy with a chance. Sure, but that's not the title of the movie. You, yeah. can, you people call it cuckoo's nest all no, the time. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they, people call it one flu. I just call it over. That's what I call it. Okay, here we go. Here's one that I know for a fact doesn't bother you. Okay. The killing of a sacred deer. Here's the thing. The title is long. Uh huh. And actually, here's the thing. Cuckoo's maybe strikes you as two different words. Not intellectually, so. but sonically. What about meatballs? No, no, no. But like cuckoo <laughs> is hard. <laughs> I think cuckoo is hard for me to say, and that's why it stands out right. so much for me. It doesn't. It, like, feels, it's it a, feels like it rattles <laughs> up the title. One flew over yeah. the, the cuckoo. It's, it, your, your gripe isn't with the it's amount of words. If we, if we boil it down, your, your gripe is with the choice of bird. <laughs> Yeah. Pick a different Jamal, normal I think, ass hit bird. the Jamal Pick hit the deer. nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's just like there's something there that is hard to say for me personally. You're feeling like if you're gonna go the cuckoo because they're crazy route, go that way and don't have don't <laughs> don't tie it to the bird at all if that's yeah. what you're doing, which they are. <laughs> Anyways, one more. Yeah. Can I offer up one more? Please sure. do. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. <laughs> this actually does bother me it's a long title because i call it eternal sunshine Uh and i'm like jesus christ it's so long eternal sunshine of the spotless mind it's too long it's a beautiful title i agree it's too long but i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for the world okay i i don't want it to change i feel like this has gotten out of hand you know 
This I feel like Jordan I had does. trouble. I had trouble saying cuckoo, and now you're making me kind of stick to a point that I never really wanted to die on. You know. I think you wanted to die on. I think you had it <laughs> locked in. Like this is a great point, and I'm just I just piece was by commenting piece, taking your point apart on one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and then you've spent the past week. <laughs> like I just did noting. this yesterday. I thought of them yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Point taken. If you want to give me a week, I could probably find a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. I watched some movies. Um I watched Mother. Hell yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, uh Benicio not Benicio, uh no, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about the Korean one. Come on now, guys. Get with it. Yeah, Let me just say yeah. first and foremost, Mama's got moves. Okay, oh, dude, yeah. that opening sequence, come on, Fucking that really great. sets a cool tone. Sets the tone. So good. No, I really, really like this movie. Um, it reminds me of Old Boy in some ways. Yeah, it's Korean. Yeah, yeah it's because everybody's <laughs> Korean. And uh, <laughs> no, uh, and I thought that the the main detective guy that that the one that comes and uh, arrests the son. Um, and you yeah. see him multiple times. I, I looking at him, I was like, he looks like a Korean Jesse Plemons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. I can see it. Yeah, but I highly recommend this movie to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's on Hulu. Watch that shit. It's great, especially if you if you like Parasite. This is that Bong Joon Ho action. This is probably. I think this is considered his best. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, Parasite probably is now only because it won an Oscar for Best mm-hmm. Picture, but. I don't know which one I like more, to be honest. I like Mother more. Here's, I'm going to tell you Deep Dark Secret, and maybe I have to watch it again. A deep Dirt Secret? A Deep Dark Secret. <laughs> deep, deep Korean Secret. Um, Whoa. Don't, <laughs> dirt and, and Korean are not synonyms, I didn't. I went, Jesus, you said dark. I went, Dirt and oh Korean? You guys. Those are, compl- those are opposites in my view. Stop. <laughs> uh, deep Dark Secret here is that I thought Parasite was good you know we should watch it again we should yeah because it's it's a movie that i feel like if you don't because there's so much weird different types of shit is happening like what kind of movie is this you don't know for a long time so i think it it does require rewatching. all right let's do it tonight but yeah i like i like mother better at this current point in time okay yeah and then i watched a movie called girl asleep Okay, naked last week. This week was girl asleep. You got to get your fiction. <laughs> well, also, don't forget mother. And uh, so a girl asleep is um, it's an Australian movie, I believe. I enjoyed it for the most part. It does feel a little, uh, the second half of it, which is like, it's odd because it feels like you're building to the second half for a reason and the second half happens and it's sort of like i kind of miss what we were doing in the first half y'all but it's a it's like a coming of age story it's this girl she's and like as at a new school it's it's all done very like um it's quirky it's really quirky like the way characters interact isn't like exactly human like it is in a in a in a fundamental way but like it's comical the way these people are talking to each other and the way the world works. It's almost almost Wes Anderson in that kind of way. It kind of when you say that, what the first thing that pops in my head is is a Lorgos Lanthimos <laughs> movie where all the characters speak in weird ways. Um, yeah. kind of. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's like it's like it's like Yorgos, but the opposite tone wise. Like it's it's like it's, funny instead of seriously weird. Yeah, exactly. The best character in this movie is her her friend. Uh, his name is Elliot, and he's just a fucking dweeb. He's fucking funny, but he's like you really you really like him. He's like a, he's a sweet kid. But it's uh I mean I I would recommend that you guys check it out at least just for the first half of the movie. <laughs> then you could check out. I mean the second half is is fine. I mean it's it's fine, but I feel like it it went places it didn't need to. I feel like Okay. Um, Same review as Recursion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. What how did you sum up Recursion? It's it's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that that's how I feel about it. Yeah, so then on my birthday, I got I I picked a movie and we uh we all watched it together and it's just it's just uh me Ian Nicole and Danica Jojo was at her dad's this week so I got to up the the uh, the age rating on the uh, on the movie <laughs> I picked that we all got to watch Ooh. together and I, I narrowed it down to three movies and I let them pick uh, between the three the three I picked potentially were Love and Mercy, uh, Whiplash, and Rushmore. I and... love Love and Mercy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's in my top. I know. I've top. been trying to get them to watch Love and Mercy for so long, and I'm still trying because we watched Whiplash. Okay. Whiplash. What was the third one? Rushmore. Oh, yeah. I think Whiplash was the good the good one to go on, on those. Oh, it's three. great. I love Love and Mercy too, but as far as the crowd pleaser goes, yeah. Whiplash is the way to this go. This movie is fucking so good, and it's ah, it's fucking great. It did spawn a long, uh, winded uh, discussion about abuse <laughs> between certain parties about ab- about abuse and like uh-huh. maybe this movie glorifies J.K. Simmons. I was like, it doesn't. <laughs> what the fuck? It definitely doesn't. But just because, but even it- if it did, it's sort of like that's kind of the the nuance or or the yeah. maybe the uh, the controversial aspect of it. Like you can get great. That's sort of the hurt lockers point. Is like you show how terrible war is and all this stuff, but the Jeremy Renner character fucking is addicted to war and he loves, and it shows that side of it. Like some people Mm -hmm. fucking love this shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not the take you're supposed to have, but it exists. It exists. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the conversation that, that occurred would not have, um, conceded that point. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I think well the thing the thing about the hurt locker is like that's a real thing that exists. Uh, oh, for sure. Or, or these people that love that shit. But the, but whiplash. But he's not just like mowing down folks, you know. He's like he's actually sure. But that exists too. Of course, I'm <laughs> yeah. just trying yeah. to I'm just trying to say like in the hurt locker specifically, it's not. She's like... She's just defending Jeremy Renner's character. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, he's a sweet <laughs> boy. <laughs> Loyalty. He loves a chick who's loyal. <laughs> But Whiplash, it's completely fictional, and that's sort of, I think, the criticism it gets in general is, like, why the fuck doesn't this kid leave? Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to endure all this fucking abuse to become great. But from his standpoint, he doesn't know that. Like, he thinks this is what it takes. Right, he's he's indoctrinated into the belief. And I think that nuance is, is clear. It's completely unrealistic in the sense that, like, this guy, this J.K. Simmons character does not exist in real life. There is none of him. Right. Like, he... He is. This is a fictional character for the sake of making an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. And as, as long as you go in with that, I think it's a fucking fun as fuck ride. Yeah. 
I think yeah. it's his uh, Damien Chazelle is his best movie. I think it's I his agree. first feature, but because then he did, but he done he's done great things. He did La La Land, and then he did First Man. Yeah, I think La La Land is great as well. I think mm-hmm. First Man is. I think he's going downhill. I guess if you want to yeah. go, if <laughs> yeah, you want to chart them, but he's great. He's he's definitely very stylistically. Yeah. I want to rewatch First Man on, but uh, it's it's not bad. Yeah, no, I remember liking it, but he should stick to music heavy movies because he's really good at directing. Yeah, it's that. definitely his bread and butter. Yeah. But Whiplash is fucking great. If you haven't seen Whiplash, what the fuck are you doing? Watch Whiplash tonight, the day you hear this Whip- pod. Whiplash is one of those movies that I'm so happy with how it ends. Like, it's one of those oh, movies that just, yeah. like... It's, it's, it's such a great ending. Yeah, just talking about great endings, Whiplash has got one in store for you. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a movie called uh, Mishima, A Life in Four Parts. Or Four, four Chapters. Excuse me. Huh. This sounds familiar. It is produced by Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas. Okay. Directed by Paul Schrader. Oh, wow. And it's about this Japanese guy who was um, like one of the most prolific writers in Japan at the this point in time. I'm trying to remember when this was. I think it might have been in the 60s or 70s or something like that. But he was super prolific. He had like 250 fucking short stories and a fuck ton of plays and a fuck ton of novels. And he just he just did a bunch of shit and was very famous in Japan. And then he um, he got involved politically uh, with some shit and um, ends up committing public seppuku to prove a fucking point. Fucking kills himself after like kidnapping or not kidnapping but holding hostage this like general guy and he tries to plead with the army his demands are to plead with this army uh there and try to get them to basically do a mutiny of some kind is it a documentary or a real movie no it's it's a movie based on this guy and uh and they won't fucking listen to him and so he fucking kills himself to prove a point is it good it is I, the the problem I have with this movie is because it's made in the '80s, like some of the stylistic choices I think don't hold up as well. But it is a gorgeous movie the way for its time. Like the sets are fucking because of the way he um, portrays the movie. Paul Schrader is like he sets it up by like gives you little pieces of the day that leads up to this act, this political. And suicidal act. Yeah, it's very taxi driver of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's all his <laughs> movies are always taxi driver. Yeah, and then uh, in between that, it it's like it's almost like he took either books or some of the plays that this guy had written and uses scenes from that, almost like in ways that um, emphasize who this guy was, like pieces that were in these plays that are obviously based on his actual character. Like he was a closeted uh, homosexual and things like that, and like from different plays and uh, like he he sort of builds that using the guy's own work and shoots them, but the the stylistic choice to shoot them it, it's like they're shot on a stage, but you're you don't not just watching it from the audience like the camera goes around the stage and stuff and they're set pieces so it's 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 interesting um, in that way and and very uh, beautifully shot, but again. You have to go in with 1985 eyes, I feel, which t- <laughs> sort of takes you out of it. Uh, uh, but 
it's 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 still dope. That's what's so great about Back to the Future. Yeah, it's 1985, but you don't have to go in with 1985. Yeah, it's, a fun it, it, it's almost like the the way that it's shot. It's like all most of the budget had to have been allocated, or at least enough of it, to, that it took away from maybe the lenses or the cinematography itself or something, <laughs> because it's all going the, to the set. The pieces. <laughs> Their lens budget was pretty low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like I don't know what the what the disconnect is because because again, like you have Back to the Future. Where like you you don't feel that way, so like what's the disconnect? And I think it is something to do with the the cinematography choices didn't match the the level of production that was put into the set pieces. If that makes sense, it's too blurry. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to recommend, but I mean I I enjoyed it overall, but it did take it, that element did take me out of it a little bit. But that's on me. Times have changed. <laughs> that's all I watched. That's how I feel about how the East of Eden movie probably is. You know, it's like... Probably. <laughs> I get it. I get it. These are classics. But movies... Like, especially, like, the way people act now... Yeah. Right. ...is a lot different than the way they act back then. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a style back then. Hey, hey. And then it takes Marlon Brando to be... Oh, you you can actually, like... Why do people talk like that? What is the deal there? I think part of it came from the transition from fucking and i'm talking out of my ass here a bit but like plays it came from the transition yeah from vaudeville from plays but why would you do that in plays like well you have to project and yeah it's like oh. you have to talk being, regular so realizing that they didn't have to fucking be so over the top because it's a right. movie you know like you don't have to project yeah. to an audience the way plays, you, you have to be very up big on the nuances right you have to be very film. exaggerated yeah uh, for okay. that to translate no, yeah, that makes sense. not a whole lot of nuance. It took a, a, a huge mental leap <laughs> right. for the characters to be able to talk to one another in a movie to be like, just like, hey, how's it going? As opposed to be like, well, hello, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is such <laughs> a perfect. I, oh, my God. Shouting Mo, at I wish each you could have seen that. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. Jordan like waves his hand <laughs> in the air. It's so funny. It's because you have to have the physical gesture. Right. With, mm-hmm. Of like, I'm coming home. Here big. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just holding all of the emotion and everything in just your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, these are the same people who fucking leap out of their chairs when they saw the fucking a train coming at the fucking screen, you know? These are, <laughs> I these think you referenced that last part as I well. I know, but these are, this yeah. is the same era, you know? Like, yeah. It t- it t- it, which is interesting to think about as far as like, I mean, because I mean, obviously not everyone did that, but there you hear about it. So, and that may be exaggerated over time, but if that's true, it's interesting to think about like the way we take movies for granted. It, it, it's so normal to us, but the fact that that it's like fucking, it's fucking magic. You're like, what the fuck is this thing? I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say what I'm saying, but when older movies like are big. Like you have like a Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. or fucking other big movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know, even like North by Northwest. Like Hitchcock is great. I love Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. But you have these big movies that it's like you feel the age of the set pieces, mm-hmm. of the scale, which is why I think older movies that are much smaller, like 12 Angry Men, hold up because it just takes place in one room. You don't need it to be modern right. for it to be great. Because it's the same story if you were to do it now. Yeah. You know, it's like they did have a remake. I think James Gandolfini is in the remake. 
but it's, I didn't even see it. It's like, what's the point? Right. Like, you don't need to update anything for them. Like, maybe the acting might be a little bit more natural. Like, it's a little bit of that old-timey acting in the original, but it's still fucking great. Like, it's a fucking solid movie. Yeah. There's this movie. It's a it's a scary movie. I haven't seen it in a long time that I've been trying to get Jordan to watch. Um, it's called Wait Until Dark. But Audrey Hepburn, it's not that old, you know, but mm-hmm. it's older. And she's blind. It's it, Audrey Hepburn's in it. It's old. It's <laughs> old movie. I mean, it's not Gone with the Wind or whatever. Okay. You know what Wait I'm Until saying. Dark came out in 1967. To me, those are all the same age. 1967. They're like 40 years apart. It's all yeah. fucking anything before 1971. <laughs> anyway, I think it's good. Here's the thing. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But for those same reasons, like she's in her apartment she is blind, so, like, you're kind of, like, the lights are off, you know? Like, so you can see, I don't know. It's. Yeah. I like it. That sounds like it might be interesting. I like the movie. But you haven't seen it forever. Yeah. Yeah. What's it got rating-wise, Jamal? 96%. Yeah, all old movies have. All right. But uh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say That's that. That's actually low for an old movie. <laughs> but the audience score... 91%, 17,000 user ratings. There's only 23 critic ratings. We'll watch it. Yeah, no, I, I think that it, it'll be good. And also, let me just say this. I don't dislike lots of old classic movies. I actually genuinely have fondness for lots of these classics. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that you tell me Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but... Not I. Yeah. Not yeah. for me. No, I, I agree with you there. I just sent a picture to the group chat, you guys. This picture yeah. is funny to me for two reasons. One, because of <laughs> what Morgan describes about the this character. And two, because <laughs> you, have you guys gotten it already? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, why the fuck are you lighting a match? Right. And also, you look like my Aunt Shelley. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> How did Audrey Hepburn transform into my Aunt Shelley? I don't uh. fucking get it. Holy fuck. I'm going to fucking... Okay, so here's the pod pick. It's going to be... We bought Jamal uh, Giffer's birthday. It was a Summit Ice jacket, whoop, whoop. which is the brand that Nathan Fielder started. Nathan for you. To uh, bring awareness to the Holocaust. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, you got to get Jamal this jacket. So here's a picture of Jamal sporting it. And I'm going to... I'm going to... Somehow crop in this Audrey Hepburn (laughs) (laughs) photo into it, so you could see it'll uh, it'll be a combo. Nice combo pick. Interesting. Interesting. That um jacket is such. It's one of my. It's one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. You guys. It's whoa. It's so it's so thoughtful, (laughs) and it's something I've wanted for so long, but like never had the balls to buy it. Could never justify it in my mind, you know, because I didn't know how the quality would be actually and stuff. You know, that's the perfect kind of gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's why it's it's the perfect gift. It's like I I, I yeah, I I don't know if I would I'm have ever pulled the like trigger it. on it, but I've always wanted it, and um, so thank you, thank you very very much. Ty, I'm I'm glad you you like it. I've been wearing it. It's fucking super comfy, very warm. <laughs> it's it's nice. It's a nice jacket. Hell yeah. Danica can leave the windows open. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> cool. 
Okay, I have one more movie announcement. Oh, what do you got? The rhythm section is now on Prime, y'all. Woo, woo. It's on Prime. <laughs> Jabal doesn't have to drop a three ninety nine SD rental charge. Right. <laughs> but hit him with the rhythm section. That is good to know. People go check out the rhythm section only if you plan on listening to our pod uh, of us talking about it, I guess. Other than that, Episode. You, really you really don't need to watch it. That's was it Google Blake Lively or is it the one after that? No, it was. It's probably it, it the one something after. Something with rhythm section. It's it's after for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, let me just say this then, since we're here. Uh, I this is almost another, uh, not quite a wib wib, but I just want to put it out there, a little food for thought. Why isn't there a rhetorical question mark? A rhetorical question mark. Yeah. Like, is that because you're reading something and someone asks something rhetorical with a real question mark? Yeah. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it doesn't come off right. Yeah, or like it'll also be helpful if you're writing something to someone else. Like it's not just it's not just in in books. I guess I feel like it would be helpful just for communication in general. If like don't stress on this point, but it was you know like this is more rhetorical. I feel like the point of rhetorical questions is that everyone like intuitively knows. It's that yeah, it's context. Yeah. I feel like context does the heavy lifting. If I feel like it would be too heavy-handed to have its own punctuation mark. Right. It's almost like, duh. It's like, I don't know. I feels. I would actually, I feel I like, know. I already feel myself getting annoyed with people using a rhetorical question yeah. mark on me. You know? It's like, I know. Right. It's like, me. then why did you ask? <laughs> why did you even phrase it like this if you knew you were going to end it with a rhetorical question mark? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at that that, that not existing. I mean, the exclamation point, in my opinion, it gets overused too much anyway, and I yeah. find myself overusing it I because know. I want the person on the other it's end a to, to like know me. It's like <laughs> to know that I'm not mad yeah. at you. <laughs> I hate myself yeah. on a daily basis for the exclamation point. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I don't want them to read it. Of course, like I'm over, like boring. I want them to be like. That's really cool. I don't want because I I'm so sarcastic a lot of times in real life. I don't yeah. want the. Me saying that's really cool. Yeah. To come off sarcastic. No, you know? it's a yeah. fucking it's a so. problem. It's like a real problem. I wish you could like send like if I don't know, but it it sucks. <laughs> you can always call people, I guess. <laughs> but who wants to do that? I do it in work yeah. emails too. And I just like wanna just die. I mean, that's sort of now the emoji has taken over mm-hmm. in that regard as far as like, here's a thumbs up. Here's a smiley face. I do a it. lot of emojis when I text coworkers. That's yeah. great. Uh, emojis I'm good with. <laughs> they got to start putting more emojis in books. <laughs> that would be helpful. I'm like, I don't even know how they feel right now. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> nice. Brian Regan impression. Brian Regan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool uh, wid-wib. Thanks, man. Let's just see what Megan's wondering. Okay. Hey, Reed fellas. You know when you get a new electronic type something and there's that weird plastic film over top of the screen or like the edge of a new TV or whatever, right? Usually with like touch button things. Do you instantly take it off or do you just leave it on forever and you're that person that's like, don't touch it, it's helping protect? And if you do take it off right away, do you love that feeling of like, look how clean this is? Or are you just like, fucking doesn't care and and it doesn't matter? (laughs) I have an opinion. I take (laughs) it off right away 
immediately. I do enjoy taking it off. I it's think the it's- last thing I take off. Like, of course, because mm-hmm. you're going to handle yeah. it a lot if you're setting up a right. TV or whatever it is. And then and then you do take it off. You definitely take if it off. If you leave it on, we cannot be friends. Like, you are fucking live your life, dude. Yeah. You bought this new thing. Enjoy Use it. it. Yeah. It's the same thing when people fucking wrap all their shit in plastic. It's yeah. like, for what? Yeah. Like, your furniture yeah. and shit? It's like, holy shit. It, it, people who leave that shit on bother me so much. It's actually, like, I'm getting aggravated thinking about it. I don't think I've seen that happen recently. That's I mean, because we don't hang out with People have screen anybody. protectors and stuff. That's a different thing, I guess. Yeah. But even, like, you used to have, like, an otter box on your cell phone. A long time ago, yes. And I just could never imagine myself, like. That's when I was a fucking shit show drunk <laughs> that's why i had an otter right box. the otter box was the it was was the drop purely for i mean I, my phone was going all over the place yeah the but it was like a very alaskan like you can drop it in the snow you can drop it <laughs> in water like yeah. it was definitely a rugged piece of equipment i guess the technology has gotten better now where the screens are more beautiful to look at. So you yeah. don't want to impede that with any right. cover of any sort. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's infuriating when people leave that shit on. Uh, yeah. I don't get mad, but I definitely get a little like. Ugh. Look at this fucking guy. Like, yeah. Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I get mad. I get mad. Yeah, definitely take that shit off. Clean your screen off. If you get fingerprints on it, you can just wipe it. <laughs> Easy. Done. Done. What you're doing, are you going to clean that? Right. You get dust and shit? Or are you just going to keep like, oh, it's protecting I can leave it as is and just watch my foggy movie. That's the thing. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Like, what are you you preparing for? What are you waiting for? I I don't know. Yeah. There's no resale value to this at all. Yeah. So take your shit off. Yeah. So weird. As soon as you bought that TV, as soon as you took it out of the (laughs) store- it's worth pennies now. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry about it. Get as much get use out of it. Yeah. Use it. Enjoy your life. Get your money's worth. God damn. Exactly. You but you paid for it. I don't know. Bugs me. <laughs> it's yours. Bugs me. Yeah. What about people with kids and they're constantly touching screens and stuff? Do you have sympathy for them or do you hate them too? Don't have kids. I, I can see the that's actually a, a just like a justification that I'd be like, okay, but those kids are gonna pull that thing off. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, don't don't leave the original little sticky plastic <laughs> yeah. thing that you can't can't be returned to it. Like, maybe get a separate screen protector that's easy to take off and back on, so you can like, like it's a, it's intended to be taken off, cleaned, and then put back on. Again, like that, like, I could give a pass for people who have little sticky candy fingered kids. Like, kids are going to, if you have kids, like, your shit is all going to get ruined. So, like, just be prepared for that or put it up super high is my recommendation. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) You have to sort of let go. Yeah. Yeah, You could have a screen protector, but if you're being honest with yourself, are you really going to clean that thing? No. You're going to let the fingerprints stay on that and you're going to be watching a movie through fucking CSI thumbprints anyway. So, (laughs) you might as well just fucking let them ride on the... On the real glass. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, a little segment idea. Okay. It's called, What's That Real Day Lyric? Oh, no. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm out of practice. So am I. <laughs> well, this is, it isn't like a, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's, a, it's an inquiry. Okay. 
So this started with uh, I had been playing some real day in the house, and Ian asserted that he was like he came at it with a lot of um, you could use the word confidence, but I would call arrogance. Uh, he said that he's like, you know, I always like wonder what Jordan said at this part, but like, but then I figured it out and I know what it is. And, and then he said his guess. And I was like, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Pretty sure you're wrong. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he did it again. And we went back and forth on this. So I figured I'd take it, bring it to you and, uh, to and the source, to the source and, and get, get your opinion on it. And my, my take on it. Opinion. <laughs> is the difference between mine and ian's guess is that ian was very sure i i am not sure of my guess in fact i'm sure that part of it at least part of it is wrong because i've listened to it multiple times and i can't figure out what you're saying okay interesting interesting can i just put a caveat that i honestly (laughs) don't remember all of my lyrics sure of course well this is from a hook okay and in the future, if I do this with more specific lines, I think I'll come prepared. I'll send you a, a snippet of the of the audio or something to, to jog your memory. But this may not be one of those cases where it's needed, but who knows? We'll see. Okay. So this is from the hook on the, your song, Ma. Okay? Okay. All right. I think I actually know what the lyric is before okay. you even say it. <laughs> okay. But go ahead. So I said... Again, I'm not positive on this. This is my best crack at it. So you say, I'll just lead into it. Is this thing on? Test. Can I get a one, two, one, two? This one's for the moms. And here it is. Because you're always there, the wind, the rain, or where you can run to, is what it sounds like you're saying. Ian says, because you're always there, when we're in the rain, you're where we can run to. Wait, what was the first? What was your guess? Because you're always there. The wind, the rain, or where you can run to. I, Which, okay, so I actually don't remember what the real lyric is, but I think fuck. I think the real lyric is, because you're always there, even when there ain't nowhere you can run to. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. We were on this weather kick. Damn, everyone's wrong. Even if there ain't no, oh, even when. When, because I think there, well, this the thing is like, when I, when I got hung up on yours, I fast forward to Jared, I'm like, Mary, maybe Jared will give me more clarity, but Jared just mud- muddied it up even more because it sounded like he was saying the word even, and and it doesn't sound like you were saying the word even. Even when there ain't nowhere you can run to, I think is the lyric. You can run to. I'm typing this down. I'm going to take it to, to Ian <laughs> and be like, we're both. I'll ha- I, I'll, I have to listen to it again. Here, I'm going to actually, I don't know if I can, I if I have it actually to listen to. All right, all right. I just need to find, here it is. Found it. Ah! All right. <laughs> Is this thing on test? Can I get a one-two, one-two? This one's for the moms, cause you're always there Even when there ain't nowhere you can run to When the day gets long Or when you're feeling down Or feeling weak, you're the one who So yeah, it's I'm right even, even when there ain't nowhere Yeah, for sure. Even think, when there I ain't think, nowhere you can run to I think why to. we got hung up on the weather aspect Is because you end with And we're thankful since you let the sun through Like I thought yeah. that you were tying it back to yeah, the, the that's a better rain. lyric, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the sun through is just a double entendre as far as you know, sun, sun, us it's coming out for of her bag. vagina. Yeah, that's beautiful. It should be. It's life. Yeah. 
Even so, it's even when you're even when there ain't nowhere you can run to. Yeah, got it. Cool. Really, a lyric segment. That's tight. Yeah, come bring bring more of that shit. I I definitely um, will. I'll be happy to elaborate. It's it's been um almost six years now since we released <laughs> that album, so I'm w- totally willing to go into any sort of depth <laughs> into yeah. any lyric that has not been solved. Yet. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. So I've been playing some Real Day in the House and stuff, and Miles will ask me to play songs sometimes. He loves the OK music video, and he'll ask to watch that a lot. <laughs> and he also loves uh, Mega Connect, because I told him about Mega Ooh. Man. And I'm, I was telling him about Mega Man, and then separately, I was listening to Real Day later, and I was like, oh, remember Mega Man? <laughs> There's a Mega Man Real Day song. And so he likes that one a lot, too. Mega Connect. Mega Connect. It's a dope track. I think the dopest part, not to wash your balls too much here, we can move on, but the dopest part of that song is the just both with, with the beat and your lyrics is when it comes in on your verse where you say, I'm amazed that so much has become a bad habit. Lately been accused of using black magic. Can't face me, so face backward. Do you know the verse I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I used that, to perform this verse. Yeah. 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 So I think that's that's the dopest part of the song in my in my opinion, my humble opinion. The beat is dope on that part, the beat switch, and uh and your verse is sick. Cool. Word. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, his dad was an asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been Reed Fellows, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Everyone have a great rest of the week. And uh, quit talking. Put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated. <laughs>